0: Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey friends, Kate Warman here and I am so happy to have you today for our summer flashback series answering some of your top dating questions. Here's the thing, y'all send us in questions all of the time and we do our best to answer as many of them as frequently as we possibly can. But sometimes what happens is that you're asking us questions that we've already covered. So we decided why not bring up these questions and share with you some bite sizable content, answering them for a reminder, further clarity, something really, really easy that you can listen to quickly. Not only that, but some of you guys here are newer to our community. And if that's you, hey, welcome. So, so, so happy you are here. We're just getting started. We get so many new people each and every week in our Heart of Dating community, and we love it. So for you newcomers, this Summer Flashback series will be a perfect start for you. We hope you enjoy this Summer Flashback series where we've taken key nuggets from previous interviews with incredible guests and are bringing it to you in a bite sizable shareable way. So be sure to share the series with a friend or two because you know they probably also have these questions. You guys can easily listen to it on a short drive or getting ready, so many different things. It's gonna be perfect and easy to listen to. So let's do it. Our series continues today with an interview from Ben Stewart as we answer the question, how do I discern if this is the right person for me or not? In this conversation, you will learn how to discern if you should actually be with someone. Ben Stewart, the author of Single, Dating, Engaged, Married, a book we highly recommend, and the pastor of Passion City Church, shares with us his incredible insights on how to make this happen. How do you best evaluate if this person is for you? What are some practical steps to figuring this whole thing out? We're talking about it today, and it's going to be super duper helpful for you guys.
1: It's a huge part of the evaluating process. Mm -hmm. You know, because C.S. Lewis said it, those who have no direction will not have fellow travelers.
0: Mm.
1: He was like, you got to pick a path and then you'll find people going on that path with you. And like you mentioned, Paul, he had some amazing friendships some deep friendships. And you go, how? Because they were all chasing a cause together. A community that's on a cause is a very exciting place to be. And that's why I tell people, get involved in a vibrant church. Like it's normal at our house for our living room to be packed with married, singles, all hanging out together, all enjoying each other. But we're all changing the world together is yeah. how we feel. And you go, that's an energizing room to be in. And you're like, and that's a great matrix in which to meet somebody. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, if you're just saying, I'm just, I met this random guy at a random place I didn't really like, you can marry somebody in that environment. But the percentage shot of y'all chasing the same thing goes way down. Mm. So I would say get in communities that are chasing a cause and then you'll find a fellow traveler. Yeah. Some of them will be your best friends, mentors, and then some of them be cute and, off you go. But
0: <laughs> yes, I love that. I couldn't agree more. Getting into community and have and like just seeing, I think that's a good test too. Like you kind of in evaluating when you're partnering with someone. Like so let's say it is someone from a different church that you've met or someone who you don't know a ton about. Um, I always say, well, who are they friends with? What does their community look like? What what who are those people? What are they doing with those people? I think that's a really good test and wanting to meet those people. I always I, like, that's important, right? You want to see who they're surrounding themselves by.
1: <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Well, at Song of Solomon, you know, in the, the book of love in the old Testament, they say that early on about Solomon, rightly do the maidens love you mm-hmm. and you go, what was happening there? Well, love can get you like infatuation can get your head all spun around and you can't see clearly. You need a community to come around you and say, yeah. that's the right person to put your affections on. That's an appropriate person for you to love. And I think that's where community helps us of getting around people. Like it helped me to evaluate Donna yeah, around my friends or around people I knew and to see how does she treat the people she's not going to date or how does she treat mm-hmm. like the old people, the young people, or my family, or how does she treat these people? Because it's going to be how she treats people. And if I like the way she treats people, then I'll like hanging out for the next 20 years or 30 or 40 (laughs) or whatever. But um, so when you watch somebody interact with people that aren't giving them anything back, you go, that's how they'll treat me when I'm at my lowest or when I'm not offering much to them. And if they're generous and kind to the poor and the old and children, They'll be generous and kind to me when I'm sick and or broken or need help. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's good evaluation. That's where I think community helps us. And in the Bible, the community was typically your parents. And in our modern culture, I think the church can can really take that place, some yeah. wise friends around you.
0: I love that because you're saying, you know, one thing is to be, to look for someone who's others focused, you know, who's like really servant hearted. I think in general, something I found, Ben, at least is that I think the more and more we become single later and later in life, the harder it is for us to enter in a relationship and be other focused because as singles, we're kind of focused on ourselves. You know, I have my (laughs) own routine, my own rhythm, you know, I'm good. Like I have friends, but I can go home at night and don't really have to have serious conversations with them if I don't want to. So um so we're really good at being single um and we're really or in like just taking care of ourselves which often means that we're not always seeking after being servant hearted like um oh. and I think that's such like sacrificial love that doesn't go away <laughs> like that's something that is like a lifeline in marriage um and something I think that I've especially seen is troublesome within the dating culture right now is just a lack of really understanding that the sacrificial love is so important. And so I think in singleness, we have to find ways to express that, whether it's going out and above and beyond, like being out in the community or being sacrificial for our friends, like kind of testing that. I just don't know. And I don't think enough people are doing that. And so we're talking so much about evaluating like different character qualities, you know, and, and also something I love that you talk about in the book um, that you wrote is evaluating character and also chemistry so what are like kinds of because chemistry i think you know obviously people are like oh it's a spark it's like those things we see in the rom-com movies and the notebook and all those things right (laughs) but um i i don't really think it's just that i feel like there's probably a lot more to it so what do you think that really means and can you just like kind of share that with because what i hear a lot of people saying just to back up is that they're like oh if i'd meet someone there's not that initial like spark I'm just I'm done. I'm not going to date them. I'm not going to consider them. And I I just think that they might be missing out.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, for me the big you've got to have both character and chemistry. Mm-hmm. So I've talked to so many people that they had chemistry with someone. Oh, they make me laugh, we get along, we can talk for hours, and then they get married and they go that person isn't interested in God isn't interested in serving him, isn't. And what happens is you get lonelier and lonelier, but now you're lonely and married mm. because you're laying in bed next to someone who cannot talk with you about the deepest things in your life. That's not a good thing. So I tell people, get in environments where you go, they're chasing the same cause and they have a character that's being shaped by God. Like they, they're they not perfect, but they're perfectible. They want to know God. They're seeking God and you're not having to make them. Mm-hmm. You're not having to kick them, go, can we please go to church? Like you you don't want to drag somebody for the rest of your life. So you got to see, are they pursuing a healthy life spiritually, emotionally? And once you get in a crowd like that, mm-hmm. then you go, okay, I tell a lot of people that are living that kind of life already, they come to me and go, Man, I like this person. I can't tell. I was like, Well, yeah, you've eliminated all the bad dates out of your life. I mean, like you're not going to date someone. You're like, she turned out to be a total psycho and lit my car on fire. I'm like, you've already eliminated those people. You have an amazing pool. And now, yeah, you're just seeing, and this is the part that's more art than science. Do we like hanging out with each other? Yeah. And sometimes that's, oh, I'm really physically drawn to you right away. But then after a couple months, I go, man, we run out of things to talk about. And about two hours into hanging out with you, I'm ready to go home. (laughs) Or and sometimes that takes time. Yeah. But you go, hey, it's been three months, and I realized I feel like I'm supposed to call you, but I don't really want to. Mm. And when you read Song of Solomon, you know, the book of romance, again, what leaps from the page is I mean, right at the beginning, she's like, let me kiss let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. She's just like, I want to kiss him so bad. And you see him, it says he's bounding over the hills, climbing the lattice. Like he's just, no barrier can keep him from her.
0: Mm.
1: And so the Bible's presenting you as an evaluation method, excitement. Yeah, You have to look in your heart and go, do I want to be around this person? Do I enjoy being around them? And yeah, some people get that right away. I mean, I've talked to dudes that are like, I proposed to my wife the first day we met. I'm like, that is bananas, but okay. <laughs>
0: wow. They're like, so, I was looking for it and I found it and I just secured it on the spot.
1: <laughs> yeah. I talked to a girl recently and she's told me that. She's like, yeah. I walked up to my husband. And was like, I'm going to marry you. And I was like, and that works? She's like, yeah, we've been married for years. I'm like, okay, okay. Oh my
0: God. It does <laughs> not. Well I think that's funny too, because it's kind of like the Christian cliches that, like, oh my gosh, if you don't do that, you're not going to marry. And I, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Not everyone needs to do that, you guys. It's okay. <laughs> oh,
1: no. well, so for me, you know, I'm an introvert, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I am slow to make friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of that's probably background too, like family of origin stuff. Like I'm slow to trust too, and that kind of stuff. And so it takes me longer, but the friendships I build are really deep. So I knew when I dated somebody, if you ask me after the first date, how'd it go? I'm either going to say probably never going to date him again, or I don't know. and I don't know it's probably the best I can get to on date one yeah all you got to figure out on date one is should there be a date two you know and so I I knew about myself it takes me longer Mm -hmm. so with Donna and I you know she sort of knew before me that she wanted to marry me it took me longer which always sounds unromantic like it's a shot at her it was just (laughs) like um I wasn't as in touch with my emotions. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, But the longer I evaluated, actually we took a summer off. Yes. I was going
0: to ask about that. I remember reading that, That, which is so cool.
1: And that was not, I don't tell everyone to do that. I just knew for me, it's too much input and not enough processing. Mm -hmm. And I just can't process the information. And it felt big and scary. So I was like, I need some time and distance and time are helpful evaluators. Yeah. Because you realize if I don't really miss you, if I'm kind of doing fine without you, then Mm -hmm. we probably shouldn't hook up for forever. Right. But about a month of being gone I looked up and I was like, I miss her. And not just like, I miss having a person to talk to or I miss a woman caring about me. It was like, no, I miss her. I miss Donna. She communicates with me I like. And I like hearing her thoughts. And I, does that make us a perfect sync up in every area? No, that's not how humanity works. But knowing the best about her that I know and knowing the worst about her I know life with her is better than life without her mm. and i evaluated it. it sounds unromantic but i had to evaluate it that way and i'm like okay let me let me evaluate life with donna life without donna i'd rather go with her for better or for worse mm-hmm. and once that once i figured that out i didn't mess around mm-hmm. uh asking her to marry me but i waited long enough to evaluate
0: Okay. So something you're bringing up that I think is so important is just discerning. And so when you have gotten to a place where you're, you've been dating for some time and you're like, okay, we are in the commitment phase, which I kind of say in other podcasts, I've said, there's like three phases of dating. You're in the commitment phase. You're like moving towards marriage and you're figuring out, is this a person I really want to spend my life with? Something I think that's so key is, um, It doesn't mean, and I think that some people think if there's hardship or fighting, that means that, oh my gosh, nope, got to go away, like run away. And I think that when, as soon as the hardship comes, which it's bound to come, we come sometimes run the other direction. So how can you, you know, help maybe impart some wisdom on what we can do to navigate and evaluate through those phases, especially when maybe some hardship arises, like some hard conversations, you learn some harder things about that person's past, or maybe you are kind of rubbing the wrong way towards each other and fighting a little bit more. Like what, how do we manage that stage in the commitment phase?
1: That's a great question. And I'll give you two things. One's Mm -hmm. internal and one's external. Uh, Internally, when I'm dating somebody and we hit a point of friction of like, Hey, I didn't like that. I didn't like the way that went. I didn't like the way you talked to me there. I don't like this about the way you handled that situation internally, I've watched many people in that moment, they go, I knew this relationship was a mistake. I knew it was doomed to failure. How do I get out of here? Mm. And then they start rationalizing, oh man, we've already spent so much time together and her mom likes me. And you're like, those are all bad reasons. But if you're feeling inside yourself, I'm not committed to this person, you need to pay attention to that. Mm. Because Song of Solomon says, love is stronger than death. Jealousy is strong as the grave. You go, how do you know you really love somebody? When death grabs someone, it doesn't give them back. Mm. And it says, love is stronger than death. How do you know you love someone? There's commitment there. And so what I found with Donna that was different than other dating relationships is when we hit friction, I was like, I want to resolve this friction. Mm. I want to get past it and back to unity with you. Whereas in the past, it was more, I want to get out of here. So (laughs) I discovered something happening inside of me that was different. I want to work through this. I want to work through it with you Mm. so we can be closer. So that's the internal piece. Do I discern within myself a commitment to stay when it's hard? Externally, I think what you have to see is, can we communicate in a healthy way when we disagree? You know, Proverbs 12 talks about the person with rash words is like a thrust of a sword but the Mm -hmm. tongue of the wise brings healing. And I've met people that they're dating somebody and they say, we date, but when we disagree, they explode and they yell and they say hurtful things. And you go, hey, you may really be committed to that person, but this is not a healthy way to relate to one another. So your external communication is very unhealthy. And before y'all figure that out, maybe that person needs to go to counseling. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: They need to figure that out before y'all stack marriage onto the bar. Because this is not a healthy way of, of dealing with each other. You want someone whose words build you up, not tear you down. And so all through the book of Proverbs, you're warned about a quarrelsome wife. It's better to live on a roof than in a house with a quarrelsome wife. Mm. Or a man who's given to anger is like a city without walls. I mean, you will have no protection. He will be a very unsafe person to be around. So They might be great when they're in a good mood, but if their words are rash and hurtful and y'all yell and scream, you go, that is not healthy. So two evaluation pieces I'd give you are that. Internally, do I sense commitment to stay when it's hard? Externally, can we communicate in a way that's constructive, not destructive? You wanna see those two things.
0: All right, y'all, that is it for our summer flashback series today, answering some of your top dating questions. I hope you enjoyed this insight and wisdom. And if you did, don't forget to share it with a friend or two. By the way, we'd love to share with you that if you want further dating insights, we've put together an incredible free resource for you. The seven resources that change the dating game will help you with further clarity and insight and wisdom as you continue to be guided along in this journey of dating. You can access it for free by visiting heartofdating.com forward slash seven resources. Love y'all. See you next week.